0: Hello, everyone. I know it's been a long time. And I probably said at one point, I try and do this more. But listen, podcasting is a lot. I'm a full time student with plenty of other things. But don't worry, I'm back for another amazing episode of Let's Get Lunch. And I have an amazing guest with me here today. Not only is she my boss, so I'm very excited because the shoe is on the other foot. I've had plenty of Zoom calls with her where I've been the one interrogated, but today I get to ask the question. So I'm very excited. She is a former Honey, as in a member of the Bumble College Ambassador Program, and is currently working there as the community marketing coordinator. Where she even oversees the entire program. Say hi to my guest, Sophia Vicinelli. Hi, Sophia.
1: Hi, Evan. Thank you so much for having me on. I feel like I'm a chamberlain or something.
0: I like to start off, let's get lunch with an icebreaker every time. So say your name. Okay. A guilty pleasure snack food. And you know, to be on theme. With today's episode, what is like a red flag or least favorite thing you you've ever seen on like a dating profile? I can go, so you can think.
1: Okay. So you, do- yeah, you go ahead. I'm really gonna think on this. Okay.
0: One. So my name is Evan. A guilty pleasure snack food is honestly like flaming hot Cheetos for me, because like they like mess up my stomach. They're like almost painful because I have such a low spice tolerance, even though I like spicy foods. In my biggest red flag on a dating profile, I hate when people like, and I know in some of the apps you can put your height, but I hate when people make it a point to put in the bio and it's like 5'10", if that matters.
1: <laughs> like they really got to put it out.
0: Exactly. it's the, If like, you
1: really care, this is my height.
0: <laughs> exactly. Like it's just such an ick for me seeing that like if it's just listed because it's an option to put it, fine. But yeah. if you like put it in the bio and it's like, Six foot, if that matters. I think that's such an ick.
1: Hate it, absolutely hate it. That's so funny. The hot Cheetos always remind me of. I forgot who it was. I think it was like Lil Xan or someone it was yes. like Yes. for hot Cheetos. And ever since then, I've been like terrified. But I've had them a few times. Really, really good. Okay, cool. I think oh, guilty pleasure snack. Don't
0: forget Honestly. your name.
1: Oh, sorry, Sophia. Was it full name or just first name?
0: You just do full first name.
1: Sophia. Guilty pleasure snack. God, I have, I, I literally eat anything I can get my hands on, but <laughs> I eat a lot of things like dipped in cream cheese, like anything, mm. like pretzels, crackers. Mm. I just, and I'll sprinkle like the everything but the bagel. I'm like I don't think cream cheese is meant to be a dip, but <laughs> it is the most used dip in my fridge. So we would say cream cheese. I just really love it.
0: I'm a big like sauce and dip person. Like if you open my fridge right now, there's like shelves of condiments between me and my roommate. Like I love a good sauce, like for anything.
1: I recently got the trough, like spicy mayo trough brand. Oh my
0: God, I want to try that so badly.
1: I want to try the pasta sauce. So I'm going to get it and I'll let you know how it is. But the spicy mayo is really, really good. It's Um, it's
0: so expensive.
1: um, Yeah, honestly, it's it's wild. Um, mm-hmm. I've only ever seen it at Whole Foods, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sometimes you got to splurge. This has lasted me since I moved here in August. So oh, it, okay. bang for the buck. Red flag. So <clears throat> funnily enough, this is actually a funny little tidbit about me for working for a dating app for so long. I've been in a relationship since I was like 17 years old. Oh my so God.
0: Good for you. <laughs> I haven't,
1: seen, haven't seen a lot of like personal red flags using dating apps, That being said, obviously, like, I'm the go-to dating app girl, like, in my friend group, whatever, because I work for one, obviously. Mm -hmm. So, I hear um, all of the traumas and tragedies. Um, This one, I feel like, is such a classic one, but guys, like, holding fish. Oh, my God, the the fish picture. It's, like, I can't. And I feel like what I've seen on TikTok a lot is, like, Okay. So, you know, like, um, audio feature,
0: uh-huh. I think
1: if it's used correctly, it can be really funny. And I feel like mm-hmm. that, that would be a huge green flag for me, but the people who like try to be funny on that and are just like, so cringy, that is a huge red flag. Um, so be careful, be careful guys with how you use and girls with how you use, how you use that feature, because sometimes it just comes off the wrong way. I feel like very cringy.
0: hmm Well, you know, there's a lot happening in the world right now. i love to talk about current events. You know, one big thing, this is political. This is a big deal. Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer's retiring. And I had to memorize the Supreme Court my senior year of high school, but it's changed a bit since because Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. But I think that's wild that like a Supreme Court justice is kind of randomly retiring.
1: That's crazy to me too. Cause I feel like every time that I've learned about this and I was, I was a poli sci, like part of my like major and minor was poli sci. And so I like when I learned about the Supreme court, it's like, it's a life sentence. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's so like dark sounding to me. Like, this is what you do, which is, I mean, if you're a Supreme court justice, that's insane, but, Mm -hmm. um, that's crazy. Yeah. I've never really like heard of a Supreme court justice with wiring Uh when it is supposed to be like, I feel like you always hear you're on that for life. So, Uh um,
0: And like, this is definitely going to sound really stupid. And like, I'm okay with it. Because like, when this happened, I was like, yeah, like, I sound stupid for not realizing this. But my senior year of high school, I did AP Gov. And I still remember, I had to write a paper disputing a Supreme Court case. I had to say, argue why they ruled wrong. And I remember while doing it, I was like, I like, I know the Supreme Court, like, they're smart. I didn't realize they were like this smart. Cause I had to read like a million different opinions and all like the briefs. And yeah. I was like, I barely even understand the way they're using the word the in this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of, I took a lot of like more law centered classes when I was a senior and we had to do like so many case briefs reading through, um, yeah, so many things like that. And it was a skill for sure to be able to decipher mm-hmm. that. So it's a good experience, but just wild it's like imagining doing that for a living which is why I'm definitely not going to law school so Mm
0: -hmm. oh god no and some other crazy things happening I don't know how much you keep up with Jeopardy I don't watch but I was kind of keeping up with Amy Schneider who had that 40-day streak and she broke the record for most amount won by a woman like in Jeopardy history
1: Evan, you're like my news right now. Oh I did God. not know about this. This is incredible. You didn't know about this? Also, I'm not, I'm, oh my God, don't kill me. I'm not a Jeopardy fan. That being said, my mm. college house, my senior year, like literally all we would do when there was like COVID outbreaks and we couldn't go outside, whatever, we would just huddle around and watch Jeopardy. So if my friends from school hear this, I am a Jeopardy fan. But <laughs> I didn't <laughs> know that. I'm not well-versed in the world of Jeopardy. That's incredible.
0: I know. Well, unfortunately our streak ended yesterday. <laughs> Spoke too soon.
1: I know. Thank God I didn't pretend like I knew what was going on. Oh my I God.
0: exposed
1: myself.
0: Oh my God. Well, good
1: for her up until then. <laughs> I know she
0: won like 1.3 million dollars.
1: Oh my goodness. Uh huh.
0: And wow. it was definitely. I'm sad to see she's gone because it was so cool. She's a transgender woman. She, you know, one thing she oh. talked about in lots of interviews is being like, I'm so happy to represent my people and like represent this community. And it was so cool. But now she lost. But she had a. Four- oh, good for
1: her. She was killing it up until that hmm. point and do the she, best
0: she can. She holds the record for most amount won by a woman. Okay. And I think she also currently holds the record for longest streak for a woman competing on Jeopardy.
1: Wow. I know. Oh, Amy. I know. A new, new icon for me. That's incredible. I love it.
0: I watch Jeopardy and like I'll just yell things at the screen. <laughs> well, one time that I was actually like got every question correct was they had a New Jersey category
1: gosh you New Jersey it's like you know absolutely everything there is to know about the state
0: <laughs> um I don't appreciate the way you said you New Jersey aren't <laughs> you from New England
1: I'm from Boston yeah you're not even from I the went. real England you're <laughs> from the new one well I was actually born in the real England so I'm kind of from both oh wow with yeah. your
0: dunks you guys call it dunks
1: yeah, we do call it dunks. I, I was that. so I'm sorry it when I first went. So my school's filled with New Jerseyans, Um, and, uh, whenever, you should be they lucky. Say, I, yeah, whenever they would say Duncan, it was a quick, actually it's dunks for me, which is like so obnoxious looking back on it, but I really, wanted to, really wanted to assert my, my Bostonness.
0: Now I know what this this is going to be another history lesson because I have to talk about this. Okay. The Real Housewives.
1: Evan, give it to, I need to know. I. It's embarrassing for me and you it's have like to watch a the shame Housewives. for my brand that I am not a Housewives fan yet, but I need you to tell me everything because I have to stay in the loop of pop culture right now.
0: So we're talking about The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which I don't watch a lot of Housewives. I watch New Jersey, which is, apparently gonna be a big issue probably you for for you wow. Sophia yeah. but I'm just saying yeah. you know there are no real housewives of New England but there is of New Jersey probably if that says anything
1: yeah I, I can see how the <laughs> New Jersey show would be more entertaining than
0: I watch mm-hmm. New Jersey I watch Beverly Hills and I watch Salt Lake City and Salt Lake City is crazy because like I've I like have discourse level conversations about housewife because I take it so seriously. Like it should should. be like scholarly articles. And when you compare like Salt Lake City to the rest of the franchises, there's a certain level of self that all these women have to have to feel, I'm so important, let's put my life on TV. And you know, when you compare it to like Beverly Hills, which is kind of looked at almost as like top tier, like those are women who outside of being a housewife have a status of celebrity in their own right you have like Kyle Richards who's a famous child actor and was very involved in like the Beverly Hills socialite scene growing up like she's best friends with like Kris Jenner and uh Faye Resnick and like all those people like she was very much in that scene you have like Lisa Rinna who's done like every single industry possible and like even if they the woman them, themselves isn't famous in their like own right they still have some of this like upper echelon connection where you have someone like Crystal Kung Minkoff who's married to Rob Minkoff who made the Lion King so it's like it's these people of status outside of just being like being wealthy and not all the women in all the cities have their mind that mindset where like yeah they might be known in their like local scene but like you know, a person might not know Kyle Richards from The Real Housewives, but they might know her because, oh, I love uh, the Halloween Kills movie. Right. The women of Salt Lake City view themselves in the light of celebrity, where if they've even never ended up on this show. Everyone knows who they are. And, and some of them are like, like Mormon famous.
1: That's where my head would be at. <laughs> I like raised my hand. I was like, yes, please. I want to be a Real Housewife. Like, oh, That's more the mindset that I'm in. So I can see why Salt Lake City is is the the Housewives season to watch.
0: It's almost like a parody of the real Housewives.
1: I love that. I love that energy.
0: So this season, they hired a new cast member named Jenny Nguyen. I'm going to butcher that last name. It's like N-G-U-E-Y-E-N.
1: I think it's pronounced Wen. I could be wrong.
0: Well, they hire her. My apologies for getting it wrong, if, it, if I am wrong.
1: I but th- they hire
0: her. You know, I'm really enjoying Jenny this season. She's a little more silent. So, but when she needs to like be real, she's real. And she's like not afraid to talk about like the women are being crazy, like overreacting to something or like really blowing something out of proportion. And what happened was over the weekend, posts from her Facebook from 2020 resurfaced. And it's like, and I don't even like using the word resurface because they're literally from like barely two years ago.
1: right?
0: Not even a full, because it was around June of 2020, reposting these like incredibly offensive memes Mm -hmm. about like Black Lives Matter. She reposted Uh something that said like white lives matter. She reposted a video of someone in blackface and was like laughing at it. It was one apparently like being like, we like, just posting all these crazy things, like very, very racist things. right? And everyone was like, oh my God, like I was liking you, Jenny, but like, what the heck?
1: Yeah, wow.
0: So season three apparently had already started filming and the women had talked to her about it. And there was a lot happening where a bunch of them made statements on Instagram, but we're like, Bravo isn't letting us say say anything. So obviously fans were like not happy with Bravo because they're just letting this happen. But they finally, I think like two or three days ago, released a statement announcing that they fired her and she so will not be on this upcoming Annie. season. Goodbye. And like, it's crazy. Cause like I watch a lot of reality TV and especially in recent years, I've definitely seen like a lot of these scandals happening. I'm right. a big fan of RuPaul's Drag Race and uh, in a recent season in season 12, there was a big big thing with one of the competitors like having this crazy history of like sexual harassment and they just and like they didn't even know that before filming the tv it's like you need to vet these people
1: 100% like how does that go unchecked you know especially Mm. when everything's out there on the internet like it's pretty easy to find I feel like
0: exactly especially if it's a Facebook post from 2020 like it's just crazy to me how things like this keep like happening with these shows and it's always like, oh, we're going to do a better job vetting our cast. But then it's like, it happens again. So it's like, are you doing a better job?
1: Right, right. Crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's like the amount of things that they also like, I always say to my friends, it's good Housewives has a bit of an older audience that isn't as aware, I feel like, of current day political correctness. Right, right cuz like i think of this one scene in from real housewives of new jersey from like 2 3 years ago they went to jamaica and one of the housewives she gets off the she gets off the plane and is walking around the airport saying Yaman yeah, to every black person she saw oh,
1: my, listen the thought of just putting like really rich housewives all together i just like waiting to hear what comes out of their mouth is terrifying to me like I just I don't want to hear and I feel like that's part of the reason why I just haven't tuned in because I'm like I'm like scared I don't want to know what they think I don't want to know what they have to say I'm sure if I got into it I would be very entertained but it's like you can't control them you just mm-hmm. can't you never know what's going to come out of their mouth well, I mean like- I guess in the editing room they probably could but
0: mm-hmm. I mean like what makes Housewives so successful I think is that it's it's almost like a sociological experiment. Like what if we forced six to eight people who the only thing they have in common is that they are decently wealthy. What if we force them to be friends and force them to create problems?
1: (laughs) It's like so mundane, but like so interesting at the same time.
0: Oh, I watch it with my mom and my sister religiously when I'm home. And basically once every episode ends we like mute the tv and just like look at each other and we're like why did we just subject ourselves <laughs> to that
1: that's what my my sister and my mom used to do that with the Kardashians that was our like guilty pleasure it would be like we're like cringing while watching it want to pretend like we weren't but it was just sucked us right in
0: I was literally texting my sister about it and like the way the things that these women accuse each other of and the things they get upset over and what I also don't like and this is a bit of a pet peeve is like when they won't do their job in the sense where like they complain that another one of the housewives is at an event and it's like your job is to be fake friends with these people whether you like them or not like <laughs> like and that's their job too you're gonna have to see them
1: right and crazy like I feel like too though if I, I feel like so many of the best TikTok sounds probably come from the housewives because they're mm-hmm. just so insane and I just I never know where they're from because I'm not indulging enough time in Housewives so
0: listen all the viral ones are from excuse me from Atlanta and New Jersey and New Jersey doesn't get the credit it deserves like listen,
1: Evan, you're hyping up Salt Lake City but I might have to start with New Jersey I might just have to February,
0: okay I, I, this is not a sponsored plug I'm just a fan <laughs> but Real Housewives of New Jersey the first the season 12 premiere is on February 1st
1: incredible launch day two how
0: uh-huh. well in the Bravo, break tell higher
1: you, event
0: <laughs> please in the in the break I'll tell you a fun fact about just a deeper connection I have with the Real Housewives of New Jersey so besides so excited. just being from New Jersey uh Sophia I feel like I can always turn to you and also Michaela because I feel like you're always on top of like the big trends the big popular <laughs> items big like whatever's happening I remember last It was like over the summer for honey training. Michaela was like, Yeah, I'm like really into this new like probiotic soda. And I'm like, What's a probiotic soda? I didn't (laughs) even know that was like I didn't even know that's a thing. I didn't even know I knew that. Michaela and I were
1: literally just texting about ordering a case of poppy to our Austin apartment. Like oh my
0: god. (laughs) So what are some of your favorite things you're enjoying at the moment? Anything. It could be food, clothing, activities, like something so mundane
1: love this question and you're hyping me up a little bit there i try to stay as on top of it as i can but i'm constantly learning which is why i always stay on tiktok Mm -hmm. and we have some anti-tiktokers out there but truly to stay on top of the trends um you got to be on there but okay a new thing that I actually received, such a generous gift, our Christmas gift from Bumble. Um, Michaela and I actually both got this. Um, we got, it's called a new face. It's been on TikTok for a little bit. It's basically just like this, we call it a face snatcher. Um, it's it's like a little machine that is supposed to snatch your face. It's like <laughs> micro pulses or some sort of technology that is like face exercising. <laughs> so actually the funniest story ever, um, We only call it a face snatcher. That's like the only way we refer to it. So I kept telling my boyfriend, like, oh, I'm getting my face snatcher soon. I'm so excited. Um, And he was at like a beauty store getting Christmas gifts for like his mom and stuff. And the guy was trying to talk to him and he was trying to sound super knowledgeable about like beauty products. So he was like, oh, uh, yeah, my girlfriend's really excited about the face snatcher she just got. And the guy was like, what are you talking about? And like, oh, oh, you know, like the face snatcher. <laughs> and he was like, no, I actually don't know it all. So um, set him up for failure with that one. But I love my face snatcher. Um, I do it for like five minutes every day and it just sculpts you right up. So I can't really tell if there are differences. I think that there are, but I look at myself so often <laughs> I wouldn't really be able to tell. So I do love that one though. It's great, like deep loading after hmm. a night out. You know what I mean? Just really snatch that all up.
0: That definitely sounds like something I need.
1: Yeah. Um, it's, it was a great gift for sure. Cause it's definitely something that I would never invest the money in for myself ever mm-hmm. in my life. Um,
0: I love when you get those gifts where it's like, I'd never buy for myself, exactly. but like, but I want a Fitbit and drag bingo. And like, I'd never be the type of person to buy a Fitbit. Okay. I haven't used it in forever, but
1: well, what can you do? It's still a gift, you know? I, mean? I know
0: exactly. But I was like, Oh, like I actually really like this, like the month that I had it on consistently.
1: Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Okay. So now that I'm living in New York, I, so I'm a big Barry's bootcamp girl. I've always gone to Barry's in Boston. It was cheaper for a while and I used to get a student discount. Um, but now I'm in New York, things are more expensive. And I also like, I don't like traveling that far for anything because it's New York. Why would you have to? So mm-hmm. there's a rumble boxing studio near my apartment, um, which is incredible. And I have a class pass membership. So I just do a few classes a month and it's not too expensive um and rumble boxing is incredible i love it it just makes you feel it's just a really good workout right it's like so empowering makes you feel so strong really works out everything and they also have so they have their boxing classes and they have um training classes as well which are pretty similar to berries so it's like treadmill and floor instead of boxing and floor so Ooh. that's a workout class i've been loving absolutely love rumble right now um I'm trying any to-
0: tv show or movie recommendations you have okay
1: yeah is it gonna so, be euphoria okay yes big euphoria girl i'm this season like first and third episode good second episode so boring couldn't even keep my eyes open maybe i'm like not nuanced enough or something but euphoria big on my mind recently
0: mm-hmm. controversial i have not watched it but Cause I didn't, I want to watch it. The roles are reversed. <laughs> I know, but I have a plan because I'm waiting for this season to finish coming out okay. and then I'm just going to binge the first two together.
1: Honestly, I think Netflix has like spoiled me in a sense where it's like, I'm so impatient. I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't even started, totally a good idea. So you can just binge it all at once. Um, I, there's so many opinions on it. I think it's so interesting. I'm just kind of like a passive watcher. I mean, obviously like I have opinions. I love to hear what TikTok has to say about it, like Mm. the different um, like concepts that people come up with and and everything that, you know, people think of each episode. I think it's super interesting. Lots of controversy too.
0: Oh, I Uh, saw Dare got mad at them like today. You remember Dare? Did you do Dare in high school? No.
1: I know. Oh well, because I I never did dare in high school because I grew up partially in England, so we didn't have dare there. Oh well, yeah, we didn't do I guess not in high school, but when I was younger, I think when. it was like
0: middle school dare? Yeah. It was like a program that was like in. You like- know how I
1: know it because Forever Twenty One used to sell those graphic tees uh-huh. that said dare, and I thought it was like the- I never had one, but I thought it was the sickest thing ever.
0: I think I got one of them. Oh my! The funny story: I had one, and it said drugs on it like in a really small font and I worked at a day camp the summer after my senior year of high school and I had a uh, 6 year olds and I had to be very careful because like I have a very bold wardrobe that is not <laughs> too friendly for the child for a six-year-old and I picked out that shirt that morning I was like oh like this is gonna be safe like this will be fine and within like five minutes one kid comes up to me and he's like and he points on my shirt and he's like what's drugs and I'm like. <laughs>
1: Six-year-olds are a different breed. I used to work at camps too, and I did a lot of work with like preschools and stuff. And wow, you gotta be so careful around oh them my they're God. Curious for their own good.
0: I used to be a bleach blonde.
1: Really? I, yes. As like uh-huh. a little baby, or like you dyed no, your
0: like I di- uh huh. I oh, so I <laughs> I would die, I dyed my hair from my freshman year of high school to the summer before my sophomore year of college, consistently no every no. year in different color.
1: I'm going to have to like deep stalk your Instagram. If you stalk my
0: Instagram, you see everything. But the summer, the summer of my senior year, I was a bleach blonde. And the first day, a kid came up to me and asked, Are you an old person? No.
1: The, you know the worst are I, I mean thankfully this has never happened to me but when people ask people if they're pregnant and they're not like little babies that's you know, why I don't even
0: I never that ask. Is my,
1: you never ask but kids do not have that self-control mm-hmm. and that's like my biggest fear is a child ask me if I'm pregnant mm-hmm. like how do you respond you know
0: I know it's just like <laughs> no <laughs> it's too much well, some of my favorite things, uh, I'm going to keep this brief because we have to go to break. They're not as fun and lifestyle guru as you, Sophia.
1: Because <laughs> I
0: literally just write these like unhinged things down. <laughs> I like filming unhinged TikTok get ready with me as I've been I've doing been that a lot them. recently. Very I'm incredible. so sorry. Oh, thank big you. Fan. Nope, thank big No, thank you. Well, because like I see all those like average people literally doing the least and they get like 50,000 views you. like Mr. Axel Weber. Sorry to name <laughs> names, but like him, <laughs> and it's like, okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna do the bare minimum and see yeah, what so happens.
1: I think consistency is key. One day you'll get there, I'm sure. Exactly. I'm, I'm, uh-huh. a fan.
0: I just finally finished the White Lotus. I started it okay. over the summer, but exactly. I had to stop when I moved back to school. I loved it. I yeah. love Sydney Sweeney.
1: God, my queen. I love her. She's incredible.
0: And this literally came out as today of recording. Uh, I'm a big Charlie XCX fan and Rina Sawayama. Their song came out today. Um, it no is way. phenomenal. I'll have to it, take
1: a listen. So actually gosh. when I saw Marina and the Diamonds, Charlie XCX was opening. So I was oh, lucky at that concert.
0: Uh, it's called Beg For You In Case You're Curious. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. And then when we come back, it's finally time where I really get to interrogate Sophia.
1: Wait, <laughs> really prepping for this. All right,
0: stay tuned everyone. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for sticking with sti- sticking with us. I don't know why that sounds so weird as it's was like, <laughs> coming out of my mouth, but I'm still here with Sophia. For those of you who don't know, Sophia is uh, the Community Marketing Coordinator at Bumble, the dating app. Part of her work is overseeing the Honey Ambassador Program. So Sophia, I just want to hear how did you get started and how did you get involved with Bumble?
1: Absolutely. Um, so I was recruited over Instagram DM. Um, I got like a a message in my inbox. I was actually abroad when I was recruited in Barcelona. Um, and I, when I was coming back in the spring, I knew that a lot of my best friends were going to be abroad in the spring. We were like missing each other by a semester. So I was like, you know what, like this is the semester of me. I'm gonna do things out of my comfort zone. I want to get involved. I want to be busy. So I thought it was the perfect opportunity. Um, I had like always had my eye on Bumble because I thought it was the coolest ambassador program ever. I would see like all of the merch and all of the Instagrams. And I listened to the Whitney Wolf Heard How I Built This Podcast episode. Um, So I was just kind of like enamored by the brand, but I never thought that it could be a cool thing at my school because I went to Bucknell University, which is like a very small liberal arts school. Um, But I applied. I was on the team, um, on my campus team for my junior spring, and it got got cut short because of COVID. Um, But it was a cool experience for me to kind of learn how to shift all of that work virtually, like literally right when the pandemic hit. Um, So I kind of had that experience right off the bat. Um, And then over the summer, I applied to be the highest position that the program has to offer, which is what Evan is now, um, a community director. So I was in that role yeah, for all of my senior year. And, and through that, I just, you know, met members of HQ. I formed really strong relationships, had a ton of mentors in HQ. The role was posted for my full-time job um, in June or July, and it was a very fast process. So here I am.
0: I think like, it's so interesting working for a dating app even I can't imagine what's like at your position but even like as ambassador I mean I've had to many dinner conversations with my parents where (laughs) I have to explain how it works (laughs) and like it's the same conversation every time and they always forget because honestly like regardless of the pandemic like 21st century 2022 dating culture it's so weird and so different I mean like I always hear the story about how my parents met it was because my mom was going with her friends for like a trip or something to Vermont to go ski. And she asked her friend for a ride. And he was like, Oh, I can't, but I'll send you with my, with my friend, Joe, who's my dad. And oh my now they're here. And it's like, Stop. I That's know such it's a cute story. There's more to it because he may or may not have had a girlfriend at the time.
1: I mean, you love who you love, you know what but, I mean?
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <And> a lot <laughs> happened and they ended up disconnecting. And this is actually really funny. They reconnected again because my mom was walking down Fifth Avenue with her friend. No. My dad comes barreling around the street and almost runs her over.
1: <gasps> Stop. Mm-hmm. If that's not fate, I don't know what it is. No,
0: exactly. It's like Incredible the craziest story. story. I love that. But back to the question with 21st century and 2022 dating culture just being such a different and unique experience, wow. what is it like being on that internal side working for a dating app?
1: It's so cool to me um, because things have like evolved so much. And I, that's really what Whitney, our founder and CEO, that's what her vision was in 2014. Um, and, you know, before that, when she was ideating this app, um, she really wanted to be ahead of the game to this like weird, new, evolving scape of dating. Um, so she created this app to really like support and, and help that. So I think it's so cool that we're kind of like a leader in the sphere of, of dating and evolving the platforms that you can do it on. Um, it's so like interesting to me um, how, how it's evolved. And again, like Whitney's whole idea of this app was based on her own personal experiences. Um, So she was told she never could ask the guy out first, like never text first, never call first, whatever. And she wanted to flip that on its head. But I think, you know, Bumble is so much more now. It's really just like in any relationship forming those like healthy and equitable relationships um, through the app and being able to have that level of like control is so interesting to me. Again, like I'm in a relationship, so I have honestly, never like actively used a dating app, never thought I would like be in this space. Um, But I think one thing overall that I'm so passionate about um, in this kind of new and interesting dating world is helping to cultivate like community and really safe relationships. Um, And, you know, there's so many different types of people that you can meet virtually that you may not have run into in real life like it's so interesting to me how many other people are out there that you literally like never would ever meet through the few friends that you have or the few like bars that you go to whatever Um, so you know being able to open that up on an app um, and being really thoughtful about who's matching with who and and the different features that you can use to like maximize your experience um, is so cool just in terms of like creating community and and fostering those relationships Mm
0: -hmm. I think one thing and you know, ever since I joined this program, my parents, we kind of they've become like number one bumble cheerleaders. They like love hearing about it. And I think something that's so cool about Bumble and that I think is such like a great part of the branding and messaging because it really does have such like it has such a strong and distinct message. and I think that's so important with whatever company you're part of, like being able to sell that message. And I really like the part of the message that is about, making empowered connections like I think that's such a great phrase and I think that's such a great little like tagline because exactly. I think something that is at least maybe it's not lost in our generation because it is a tech a tech like a big tech generation but something that may not make sense to the generation that grew up with a more traditional way of dating and forming those connections like having that message behind it of creating those empowered connections is honestly like a great selling point and a really important part, I think, of dating culture.
1: A hundred percent. I think no one wants to feel insecure in a relationship. Um, and so being able to like take the reins of that and of the entire process is something that, you know, Bumble is here to do. I think something else that's really cool about Bumble is it doesn't really prescribe to like any idea of a relationship, right? It's not necessarily to like find your forever person. It's not necessarily just to find a hookup. It's like literally for anything that you want. So users can feel really empowered in their journeys and don't feel like, you know, they're being told what kind of relationship to look for or don't feel insecure in like what they want versus what they think that they should be doing. Bumble is really an app for anybody trying to find anything. Um, And so I really love that you called that out because, you know, being empowered in those relationships and in making those decisions is huge um, and Mm -hmm. definitely something that's very near and dear at Bumble. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, we've definitely been touching on this a bit that dating is, it's a very complicated topic and it's a very complex topic. And there's just like not one side to it and you know you mentioned that you got into working with Bumble already in a relationship and a very strong and so far from what it sounds like like a long-term relationship <laughs> but how has you know being so close inside a dating app how has that changed your viewpoint on dating
1: culture in general? Wow it's changed so much and I think really mainly like going off of what I was just saying Um, relationships look different for everybody. And that's just like the fact of the matter. I think it's hard, obviously, like in an age of like media and Instagram and TikTok and um, all these things with like couple influencers and um, yeah, just like these supposed models for what like a healthy love life should look like. It can look so different for so many different people. Um, And that's why I think specifically working for Bumble has really opened my eyes to that. Like you don't have to be looking for a specific thing ever. Like it's completely your journey to kind of figure out um, what you want along the way. And so. I think, you know, there are certain apps out there who like very much prescribes the idea of we want to make sure you're finding this, or we want to make sure you're using this for, you know, this specific thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think again, like going back to what we were just saying, it is so empowering to have a platform where you're not prescribing to anything. You just are kind of like finding whoever you want for whatever you want. And um, I think hopefully that takes away the complexities um, and, and really just allows people to like, do what they want when it comes to their dating life because dating is fun. Like dating should period be fun. Um, and yeah, it can be serious and yeah, it can be sad and it teaches you a lot of things along the way. Um, But yeah, I, it it can be very complex and um, hopefully like using an app like Bumble, it's really tailored to take away that complexities and just give you fun and happiness and um, other great things.
0: <laughs> so shifting gears back to really more about Bumble less about dating culture. So, we kind of talked a bit about your role. So, besides really overseeing and helping run the honey program, uh, what else does your position entail?
1: Yeah. So, um, in general, just a lot of like Gen Z strategy and activation. Um, I love being Gen Z. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I think I'm one of, you know, maybe a handful, um, if not like, two or three individuals at Bumble who are in that generation um, so really like lending our voices to those conversations has been so enjoyable for me um, obviously as you said like helping to build out the honey program strategy um, and just in general college marketing so building out creative ways to um engage with college communities um, and you know the the communities that surround colleges um, you know this semester we're really focusing on um Identifying those like college city communities that we can really activate in. Um, so yeah, lots of fun Gen Z college strategy, and then we also work very cross functionally with a ton of other teams in the organization. Um, Honey, a lot of times like an amplifier to the rest of the brand. So just you know, straight up North America marketing is incredible. We work with them all the time. We work with partnerships um, with our creative team who is absolutely incredible. That's like copy and design, um, audience strategy, just. A lot of cross-functional work. We are all very collaborative at Bumble, which I love. Um, and then also, like, definitely want to touch on. You know, jobs like this sound so fun, and it is. I love this job, um, but there's so, there's a lot of like back-end technical work to it too. That like sometimes you just got to do it. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's something for me. I was always really eager to do um, going into your first role. I just really recommend. Like, there might be a lot of like administrative work or you know back-end platforms that you have to like play around with before you really understand how it works and things like that and that takes up a lot of the job and it's not as glamorous by any means but it teaches you a lot and you always need to be ready to like enter that first job with a a can-do attitude and just like heads down try to figure it out so back-end stuff like platform management kind of things that takes up a lot of the job as well
0: Mm -hmm. Entering a job being ready to face the things that you lied on your resume about being good about (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm so, so great awesome. with Excel. I'm yeah. so amazing with yeah. Excel. In,
1: my, in one of my interviews, um, I was asked about Google Sheets. And I was like, yeah, I can definitely learn really fast.
0: <laughs> um, This is off the record. This is 100% off the record. But when I was preparing for community lead director interviews, and I was like, I was texting Adriana, who's a former now community director for those who aren't in the program. So probably most of the people listening. um, I was like, Adriana, I'm nervous about answering the question about Excel because I'm really not that great.
1: <laughs> it's okay. I'm like, I'm good you enough. Learn. Yeah, as long as you're willing to learn and as long as you're a fast mm-hmm. learner, um, uh-huh. matters. and you put in that effort to, to learn those skills, I think that's all that matters. And
0: that was off the record, so you can never use that against me. Okay, moving never. on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't even remember what you said.
0: <laughs> I don't even think I said anything. It might have been, right. right. been a gus. <laughs> so <laughs> anyways... I think something that's so interesting when talking to people in these very interesting career paths is looking at their background. And I did do a little research. I did do a little LinkedIn stalking. Love it. And love LinkedIn stock. so with your background, you know, you talked about studying about uh, poli-sci and uh, to do Like I said, I did do a little LinkedIn stalking, studying economics. Love how it. did you know skills in those areas? How did that or what were learned skills in that area that? really helped influence your management and leading style and what skills in those backgrounds have helped you now in the honey program just with like leading and everything
1: absolutely so I as I said went to a very small liberal arts school um, that actually didn't really offer to everybody like a very specific marketing degree um, or anything like that so I, I, we had a management school, but I went into the liberal arts part of my college. So I knew like kind of right off the bat, I wanted to have a liberal arts education. Um, I came from a high school that was like very heavy on reading and writing and all those really great, like analytical and critical thinking skills. Um, and that's just something that I think is so valuable in any career path. I didn't go to college, you know, by any means thinking, like, I definitely want to go into marketing. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I knew that I was really passionate about social justice um, and issues of the world. And I wanted to learn, like, as much as I could about backgrounds of those things and how those things are being addressed um, in politics today. And I think in general, like, the theme of studying poli-sci and econ was I was really interested in, like, how people think. I wanted to be a psych major for a hot second for the same reason, um, but it was a little too sciency for me. <laughs> so um, with poli-sci and econ, I just learned a lot about how people think, like what motivates people's behaviors and what the outcomes of that um, are. Uh, it also just so much reading, which is such an important skill, I think, and being able to read critically and, like, think critically about what I'm reading, Um, and then writing. I am a huge, like, writing nerd. I worked at my writing center as, like, a peer writing consultant in college, Um, and I think my major and minor just really, really aided me in practicing that, being able to, like, do readings and like think analytically about it and write like, you know, an essay in a day or two um, was just something that I got really good at by the end of my time there. So I think just those like well-rounded tools of communication um, and like understanding things and thinking critically about things. I know I'm like repeating myself over and over, um, but I think it's just really useful because it can apply to anything. And then, you know, I kind of gained that like extracurricular experience in marketing and in tech um, that things I was, you know, more passionate about in terms of like the actual industries. Um, and it was easy to just apply those skills.
0: I find it so like, I find it so interesting just hearing about like where people end up based on their interests, because I think what a lot of people don't realize, and I think something that isn't sold well enough to college students, really, just people in general is that like, just because you're on one track to do a certain thing and you have these passions outside of it, it doesn't mean that like you can't overlap them and intersect them and find ways where they connect. Like you mentioned being very passionate about social justice issues. And, you know, combining that in a marketing talking about the way people think, you know, you have an app and a company like Bumble, which is very mission-based and is very much besides about talking about these connections. It's also talking about greater issues in the world. Like, you know, circling back to talking to my parents about things. One thing that they find so fascinating about Bumble is the language they use and certain things that aren't, aren't allowed. I remember, I think it was my first semester when I joined, it was a very big news when, uh, Bumble banned, uh, it was like body shaming and language like that, which is such a fascinating thing to work into like an algorithm and an AI to be able to detect. And I think it's such a valuable thing that is able to be detected.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's more, I don't say more impressive because I mean, it's, it's all incredible, but I think it's really impressive to me instead of, um, you know, like kind of doing one thing your whole life is, is kind of mixing around in a lot of things, but still being able to apply what you've learned to different situations. Um, I just think there's a lot of value in that. And again, like not more impressive, not better in any way, because everyone again has their own path, but I was someone who, like, when I was applying to jobs in marketing, in tech marketing, whatever it may be, a lot of times I was like, very down on myself because I didn't have this background that I thought a lot of these companies were looking for but I think through my experience it's it's again just really about how you take those skills that you gained um in different experiences and apply them to new ones um and being more well-rounded I think is just so interesting and I'm so sorry there was like so much noise outside right now because I am in New York City so if it gets too loud I can just mute myself
0: no worries it's I'm surprised there's, like, not a ton of construction outside my apartment right now, considering it feels like every day my school is just tearing itself apart to build itself back up.
1: Right.
0: (laughs) And it's, like, half the things that they're building, like, I won't even be able to use. They're adding a new metro line that's supposed to go into, that's supposed to go onto campus, which, like, yes, there's one near my campus that's, like, 15 ish minute walk which like is doable it's just like if it's freezing like I'd rather walk five 10 minutes into campus than walk 15 minutes into like the residential area but it's not even gonna be ready until like 2026. That is
1: such a bummer the same thing happened at my school they just I mean it wasn't really applicable to me because again I wasn't in the management school but they just built this like insane beautiful new management building and it was like just unveiled this semester so all of my management friends were very bitter.
0: I will say I am fortunate enough to be able to use the new fancy journalism building at my school. Love it, that's incredible. I think when I was a freshman, it was like six years old maybe. Mm. So it's still new and fancy and shiny and I love it.
1: Love it, that's incredible.
0: So circling really to the Honey program, because I think that's such an interesting thing people always ask me about, I always talk about. It's like, because it's so different from any other college ambassador program that I've personally seen where like I feel like you kind of look at a lot of these corporations and you see them as it's, it's like the CEO is this like stark figure and like a dark like office and they're like it's like a Powerpuff Girls cartoon and their desk is like 80 feet off the ground. There's these like giant gothic windows that are like only showing the darkness. And like when you step in, like the door slams and there's like an organ or something like playing scary music. But Yeah, that's
1: definitely Bumble, honey. That is a thousand percent. Uh Uh-huh, it
0: is, it's cutthroat. It's scary. It's actually, Um, this is an expose. That's why this was a trap. The training for Bumble, honey is worse than the Navy SEALs hell (laughs) week.
1: Oh my, yeah, no. my last training today. That's what it feels like for oh sure. Oh my God.
0: Oh, I can't, honestly for you, that's definitely what it feels like.
1: <laughs> no, it's that's not even a... <laughs> it's fun. The energy that ambassadors give off during those trainings make it
0: definitely. work. Definitely. I, I can't imagine what your Zoom looks like with the chat box. Like by the end, it's probably like... <sighs>
1: and I always say I like start every training but like I am distracted so easily I'm like so distracted by this noise right now so when all those things are popping up I'm like literally on. I can't see otherwise I will like trail off and will not be able to get back on track
0: and it's like people are just like and I'm guilty of it because I like at my training I was saying just like the dumbest things i could think of
1: i would rather those numbers on the little chat box be going up than have none at all because that means that people are engaging so always appreciated
0: i just like uh of course you had to show the picture of the pants shout out to isabel Mm -hmm. one of the other community directors incredible and one of the other community directors shout out louise and she was like of course the pants and i was like listen when she sent those pants into slack Something that was a cultural reset, something, something shifted, shifted that day. Like, something shifted that day. My
1: jaw was dropped when I saw those pants, they were just phenomenal.
0: For everyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, one <laughs> of the community directors, her name's Isabel, she runs a fabulous, like, upcycled clothing brand. So, we'll plug it's called 215 Upcycled.
1: Let yes. me check that. it's Isabella. Um, and basically she knows how to make let's give
0: her she knows how to sew I'm pretty sure if she didn't sew those pants I'm gonna be even more pissed but (laughs) we get sent a lot of merch in the honey program and we got sent a lot of bandanas last year and she sewed them together and made these amazing pants unreal
1: like completely unreal they were Mm -hmm. so great
0: but continuing on (laughs) god this we went very off (laughs) but we talked about you know college ambassador programs it's nothing new but what and we've even talked about this in our just like casual conversation what makes the honey program stand out as like what it is
1: I think so much of it is the community um and that's like always what I say because We have so many ambassadors from, you know, so many different corners of the country, so many different backgrounds, different majors, different interests, Um, and being able to bring everybody together in the way that we have and just kind of see the magic that is made is truly incredible. Um, we always say community comes first for us. So ensuring that ambassadors are, you know, really forming those connections with one another is really important to us. Um, and you just get this group of individuals who like care so much about one another. But at the same time, because Bumble is such a mission-driven organization, they care so much about the values that we're pushing into their own communities, you know, so much so that they want to be doing the same on their campuses. Um, so it's just this incredible mix of like, you know, being driven by this wonderful mission. Um, and then also, and I always say it like the mission for them is being able to facilitate healthy and equitable relationships and empowered relationships on, on their campus. And what's so like rewarding for us is to see that they are also able to form those healthy, equitable and empowered relationships within the community of Bumble Honeys as well. Um, so for one, I think it's definitely the community and how close everybody is. Um, I also just think that the exposure that our honeys get to the company, um, is incredible and so unique. There are so many opportunities, um, that are, you know, available to honeys throughout their ambassadorship, uh, so much responsibility they have. And as I said, we work super cross-functionally with other, um, with other departments within Bumble. So, you know, a lot. So for example, we had our grad team um, who does a lot of work with grad schools. We love them. They're incredible. Um, for like final season did cafe takeovers on some different college campuses. Um, So we were able to enlist support from some of our honeys on those campuses to really like um, staff those events, make sure the merch was all set up, et cetera. Um, We've also worked with different like city activations in LA and Miami. So, you know, whenever there are these like larger campaigns or events or activations. Uh, our honeys are always kind of looped in and given that opportunity to, to take on more experience. So lots of exposure to different kind of groups within the company as well and just a lot of opportunity to like roll up your sleeves and do some on the ground marketing, which I think is super fun.
0: Well I'm just saying right now I'm waiting for the day we do some community activation in DC on one it's metro stop coming. away but it's
1: coming I promise you'll be the first to know of oh, it.
0: Thank you. Uh, anyways, I think it's really great that, so as long as I've been in the Honey program, at least one of the main people involved has always had connections to the Honey program, whether they were just really being part of it and being able to then work with someone who maybe had more of an outsider lens coming in from the corporate end and then being thrust into this position. So right now in the Honey program, it's you in that position where you started as a ambassador and then you moved up to CL slash CD because the language is constantly changing. And now you're here at the HQ level. So what has it been like from when you were hired to now being on the HQ team, seeing those changes and seeing that growth in the Honey program?
1: Yeah, it's been incredible. It's been crazy, like such a wild ride. Um, but we are constantly evolving and I think we would all be bored if we weren't. So it is really cool. Like semester by, like even semester by semester, there are so many changes. Um, and that's really just like stay on top of it, right? We wanna make sure that we're like cutting edge, we're doing cool new stuff. Um, and so it's it's been really awesome to experience on the ambassador side because it's like, every semester I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited to see what they have up their sleeve. Um, and now on the HQ side, I'm kind of, you know, strategizing that and figuring out like, what is it that ambassadors really wanna see? How can we make this experience um, better, more fun, um, more helpful, all of the above? So it's been so fun making that transition and always keeps us on our toes, you know, we're, and that's why like, you know, uh, I try to stay like so on top of trends and keep pulse on like pop culture and social media and what everybody's up to, um, like not to age myself too much. Cause I did just graduate like not even a year ago. Um, but like just keeping up with college students is, So important and so exciting because I want to make sure that I'm like, you know, on that same level of understanding as you all to be able to really reflect what you're interested in, in the program. Um, And yeah, so from both sides, it's been cool to like anticipate that and then also to strategize it.
0: Sophia, I'm just letting you know, I'm not that much younger than you. No, I I know. I'm not only
1: 21. Sometimes I talk and I'm like, or I'm like in meetings with obviously like other people at Bumble HQ and I'm like, yeah, so like in our conversations with college students and I'm like me, like a mere months ago. It's (laughs) so funny when I like, I also like look very young. So it's just, sometimes I just catch myself talking as if I didn't just graduate in May of 2021.
0: No, honestly, that's so fair. Like that's so fair it's so just interesting and like weird looking at some of the other people like in these positions like what even when even though I've just barely started as this position it's like oh like we're all like college students and it's definitely been weird thrust into leadership positions with all of their students and I've had that experience in other clubs but that's a complete side tangent I want (laughs) to get I we've got awful lot but um being part of the honey program is honestly such a phenomenal thing. and I think you and I have definitely raved about it so much. And we definitely sound a bit like a corporate mouthpiece, but like, I'm definitely the type of person where like, if I don't like something, I'm not going to, that's not hundred percent true. But if I don't like something for the most part, I'm not just going to like rave about it. My friends always like applaud, not applaud me, but like point out that when I like something, I talk about it a lot and it's very much known that I like it. And like what this, I really enjoyed doing and I've learned so much in my time. And I think with you being able to have seen so much of it over time, what have been some of your favorite parts about not only being in the honey program, but also being able to oversee it and run it?
1: Yeah, um, I think it's definitely like the impact that we're really aiming to have uh, on these communities, which is like very vague. But there were so many initiatives that took place when I was an ambassador that I was like, wow, this is this is like big, and these are ways that we're kind of like putting action behind words and and really making that impact on college campuses. Like I remember, I think it was in December of 2020, we teamed up with Niche or like yes, yeah, uh-huh. uh, and we did that 40 40 thousand dollar scholarship sweepstakes to equip students with like resources, and um, that was just incredible to me. That was like wow, this is like a big you know, commitment that we're actually pushing forward into college communities. Um, so that's just been such a cool thing to see. Um I, I just, like, love partnerships in general. I think they're so cool because, like, you're making, like, such a larger impact. Um, I remember, and and the cool thing about Honey is that, as I said, we really get to support on those. Also, that same, like, period of time, Bumble was doing a partnership with the Red Sox or Fenway, like, one of those two things. And as a Boston girl, my heart was like, this is for me. So being able to, like, reshare that on my Instagram story and just really feel, like, represented in that partnership was incredible um, but yeah favorite by far is obviously as I said like the relationships we build and then the impact that we're having on these college campuses um, and hopefully like a lot more initiatives coming forward as well it's something I'm really passionate about something that the team is really passionate about um, you know having these opportunities available and making you know big big movements and social impact um, on your campuses and in your communities
0: I remember when we did the Red Sox initiative and I was yeah. very triggered because I am a Yankees fan.
1: Well, it's okay. My my entire family are Yankees fans. I'm like the I'm not even I'm not even really?
0: like Really. Yeah.
1: So my dad wow. like, like from New York. He says he's from New York. He was born in New York. Um, and again, we grew up in London. So like the only sports teams we kind of knew of growing up were the New York ones, because my dad was a fan. So mm. my brother and everyone, huge New York sports fans, which for them was not fun growing up in Boston. And oh, I liked God to have it's... fun. Mm-hmm. So I was a big <laughs> Boston sports fan. I would go to all the like championship parades, lots of fun. Um, yeah.
0: Wow. I only—I remember I had a conversation with my mom. I was like, do I, my, so my mom went to college in Boston. So she is, uh, she likes Boston and New England sports teams. And I was like, Ugh. mom, do I compromise my morals for the bonus? And she was like, no, it's not.
1: <laughs> you got to stay true. My I brother don't... would say the same thing. He's like so passionate about not being like a fair weather fan or like betraying mm-hmm. the team. So totally got it.
0: Especially because the one sport that I have a remote care about is baseball. Yeah.
1: You can't compromise, you can't.
0: Uh-huh, I can't. Stay true. So getting away from one of another of our Benny <laughs> tangents, even though they are, I mean, it, I could talk ad nauseum about these things. I think something that I love so much about being part of the Honey program is and you even talk about this, like meeting so many different people. Like I love seeing every, I love following everyone on social media and seeing all their initiatives and seeing what they're doing in their campus and posting about things that they're doing, or even talking about things I'm doing and things that I enjoy doing at my campus. And part of that is, you know, it is a bit, it is a process to apply. Like it is a long application. So when going through them and when, you know, picking out, picking out, People to represent the brand. What are things that you and the HQ team look for, if you're allowed to say?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the application process is extensive, as you said, for a reason. We are really looking for people who are dedicated to our mission and to the brand, but also people who like care a lot about being involved. Um, And as you said, it's so cool following Honeys and seeing what they're doing because, you know, what we really strive for is to have people in the program who are so involved on their campuses you know have side hustles like this one Evan like you're such an amazing model of like what we look for in a honey um just like are really passionate about the things that they love to do and are acting on them um obviously one of Bumble's many slogans is make the first move and we really look for people who are you know making the first move on their campuses already um or you know that want to be making the first move and maybe they haven't found their niche yet and maybe Bumble is that so that's what we're looking for when we're you know going through our applications, who is already making waves on campus, who wants to be making waves on campus, who has potential. Um, And further than that, we want to make sure that we have a program that's like super reflective of Gen Z as well. We don't want every ambassador to think the same way, come from the same place, look the exact same. Um, We're so proud of, you know, how far we stretch across the country. We have representation in, like, the majority of the states across the country, which is absolutely incredible. So, um, really looking for, you know, a diverse pool of applicants and a program that reflects that and reflects, you know, all the different backgrounds, identities, and complexities of Gen Z because it's so important to see that representation and, everybody should be having healthy, safe, empowered relationships. Um, and that's what Honey is all about.
0: Now, Sophia, I'm so sad to say that this is unfortunately my last question. Oh,
1: my God. this is uh-huh. so fun.
0: I know it's been such a great, it's been so great talking to you. So what advice would you give to anyone, whether they're looking to work in tech or whether they're even looking to be a part of an ambassador program like the Honey program, or really if they just want to specifically be a part of the Honey program? What advice do you have for either of those people?
1: Absolutely. The first thing is say yes to everything. Um, and like, try your hand at every opportunity you're offered. Doing an ambassador program was never on my radar. Like, ever. Um, I don't think it's ever something that I had like, even considered as like a realistic thing but I knew that Bumble was something I thought was really cool um and again like I was just at a point in my college experience where I was like I want to get more involved I want to immerse myself more um and so I applied and like it led me to my first full-time job out of school which has been just like an absolute dream um so you know say yes to everything no matter what you think it's about you never know until you try um ambassador programs are incredible because they give you so much hands-on experience experience, especially for someone like me who didn't major in marketing um, or anything really related to that. I was really able to like get hands-on experience to put on a resume to talk about in interviews. Um, So say yes to everything. Um, In terms of like starting a career, starting an internship, a job, confidence is key. It really is. If you, you know, like Act like you know what's going on. Um, All good things follow. Be very like solutions oriented when you're asking questions. Ask questions all day. Questions are so important. You always want to be asking questions. But when you ask those questions, make sure you've thought it through. um, And you're bringing solutions to the table. That's something that like I'm so passionate about. And I try my very best to do is like, I don't want to come like with a cold question. I want to say to my manager, like, I have a question about this. I think I should be doing this, this, and this. Is that right? Um, because, you know, you've kind of like solved half of the problem there. um And then the last thing for people interested in tech or whatever, kind of going off of the like raise your hand for every opportunity is just be really active about like looking for opportunities. um It can be discouraging, especially if you guys are seeing if anyone listening to this is a senior, um, I was like so downtrodden (laughs) by the entire applicant or even as a junior applying to internships, it can be so discouraging. Um, but just keep looking. There are so many opportunities out there. There are so many like databases and I don't even know if that's the right word. Um, like websites for job postings. I want to say that are specifically geared towards tech or like any industry that you're interested in, I know for a while I was interested in fashion and beauty. Um, so find those like really specific job boards. Um, I know I feel like tech crunch or something like that, they're they're ones like that that are very specific to tech. So just keep an eye on those and like apply to everything. I think when I was a senior and when I was applying to internships too, like I I applied to like upwards of like a hundred. Oh,
0: okay. god.
1: Um, just and I know that sounds like terror. And I'm not, and, and again, I don't want to say like literally like bend over backwards for all of these things but I kind of just got to a point where um it was super fast for me to just like send out these applications and I was curious right so I wanted to see what was out there um but just kind of what I mean by that is like don't guess don't get discouraged there are so many opportunities out there you will find something it's just a matter of like staying vigilant and keeping your eyes on those job boards um I love LinkedIn. You can do like a lot of advanced searching there and like narrow it down to the industry you want. Um, But yeah, don't get discouraged because you will find a job. Um, It might take a little bit, but again, there's so many opportunities out there. So just a matter of like finding the right tools to find those for you. Well,
0: Sophia, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, I now give you the floor to plug anything, maybe tease things if you're allowed. I don't know if you're allowed, to, so don't do don't do anything that will get you or be in trouble, please. But feel free to plug whatever you'd like, and I you can will say plug anything. The
1: Bumble Honey Instagram, throw that a follow. We're going to mm-hmm. be doing so many fun things on at Bumble, Bumble
0: Honey. Instagram, at Bumble
1: Honey on Instagram, one word, um, and that's also where you'll be able to find the application for our fall 2022 program when that does come out, probably at the end of this spring. So if you want updates on honey, if you want to apply to the fall program, follow that account and you'll be updated real time. We're we're going to be doing so much fun stuff, so much fun merch that you should be seeing, um, around Instagram. If you're not honey and you want some merch, befriend some of the honeys on your campus. Yeah. Bumble honey Instagram. And yeah, thank you, Evan. This has been like you have no idea, like my podcast guest fantasies, like oh this my God. A dream of mine, the amount of times I've like pretended to be on how I built this as I'm getting ready. And <laughs> I think about like a company that I don't even, I created in my head. Um, this has been incredible. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh my God, thank you so much for coming on. And thank okay. you to everyone for listening. We hope to see you in another year after my next hiatus, probably. <laughs> looking at the trend of my upload schedule. Oh my gosh. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.